everybody, uh, Monty here. I just wanted to say I'm sorry for the delay with um, posting and stuff. I've just been really busy because the rehab center I work at, um, we've just been super short-staffed, so I've been coming in as much as I can, trying to make some money, trying to, you know, do my part and stuff, and... You know, the first thing that I kind of um, skimp on when that happens is the writing and recording, unfortunately. But, you know, my job is taking care of some people who can't take care of themselves and all that. Um, I will always recommend the Discord, which unfortunately I don't have a good link coming from the podcast. But if you go to the TikTok, which is just at Letters from 2035 on TikTok, there is a link tree where you can get the... Uh, link to the discord and that's where i interface and brainstorm with a lot of people and it's kind of just generally where i hang out online so um if there's a delay or you're bored between content just come there shoot the shit anyway i'll let you have your content now have a great day Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the new American wasteland. I'm your host Montgomery Ho and the year is 2035. Vonda ducked under a ponderosa pine, brushing away its needles to get a good look at the trunk. Circling it, she found what she was looking for, a knife-carved sigil, a smiley face with a crude arrow above it. She was on the right track. Her destination was about a day's hike from the commune, and she was getting close. Taking a break, she sat under the pine tree, dropping her pack in front of her and loosening the straps on her rifle to keep it close but comfortable. She was exhausted, but it felt good to push herself. It was hard to get good exercise with how things had been down at the commune. Until the most recent group had come in, they'd been severely short on capable gun hands. With how many new arrivals they'd taken in, the scale of the compound kept growing, but the patrol line wore thinner with each day. It took a lot of work to keep people sheltered, healthy, and fed, but even more to keep them safe. She was thankful for the new guy and his friends. My first day off in how many weeks? She thought to herself while taking huge dregs from a scuffed Nalgene bottle. She wanted to hurry up and finish the hike, but she knew she had to be careful. As strong as she was, an injury out here could be fatal. Clicking open the release buckles on her chest rig and her battle belt, she stretched under the tree, taking great care to massage her muscles and give her body a break from her gear. She was in safe territory, so she traveled light taking a lightweight recon rig and a day pack rather than the plate carrier and assault pack typically used on a combat patrol. Not even a full combat load, she chuckled to herself. Years ago, even this level of equipment would have been considered paranoid. She thought of Texas, in the 20-teens, when she'd asked her dad about the guys dressed up as soldiers at malls and coffee shops. Just not jobs who think they're in a video game, baby. Don't worry about it. It always gave her comfort as a child, like they were just out there playing pretend. She wished her dad had been right. She didn't want to think about that right now, though. Her parents, the thousands of others who never survived Austin, and the hundreds of thousands still trying to survive in the Lone Star War Zone. It made her mind dark, cynical. It poisoned her ability to keep herself and others alive. Hopefully, this day trip would remedy some of that. The forest cover became dense. The golden twilight sun no longer bathed the area, but became shimmering rays reaching down to the forest floor. The air was getting humid, and everything smelled earthy. It brought a smile to her face. She knew she was almost there. She slowed her pace. Finding some peace in the forest, her brisk hike eased into a leisurely walk. She scanned the forest floor and trees for the last marker she'd need. It wasn't long before there was one sprouting out of a fallen pine. 
a strange alien-looking thing puffing out with some toothy tentacles, stark white and beautiful. It was almost as big as her head. She kneeled and took great care to pluck it without damaging its base. A soft grip and some turning to either side and it came free. A lion's mane mushroom, one of her favorites. She held it gently and carefully while she continued. The mushrooms became more frequent and seemed to grow everywhere in harmony with the plant life. Oysters of all colors sprouted from the trees. Morels, chanterelles, and bear's head came from the ground in patches. She had to watch her step. Not long after she came across the tiny compound, a simple and comfortable cabin, a powerful radio tower jutting out of it like an obelisk with several other structures and greenhouses surrounding it. A handful of workers milled about, chatting amongst themselves while giving her smiles and greetings. She felt the specter over her mood lift. She was in her favorite place of the commune. It went by a few names. The Lab, the Grove, or even the Fairy Kingdom. It was a commune source of its most viable export, and its best-kept secret. Stepping onto the creaking porch of the cabin, she felt giddy, almost anxious. The door opened quickly as she was just about to knock on it. The man before her could barely fit through the doorframe. He stood a couple inches shorter than her, but was broader and much older. So what, you're going to be gone for months and then just show up without a call? A bushy black eyebrow cocked behind his gold-framed glasses. Vonda chuckled awkwardly and gave him a hug, cherishing the warm embrace. Hi, Dad. Missed you, too. He patted her on the back, pulling away to inspect her face. Are you okay, honey? I've been worried about you. He looked her over. I know you guys are busy down there, but it wouldn't hurt to send someone up to let me know you're still kicking, right? I know. I'm sorry. I've just been on watch every day for the last few weeks. I just lost the time, you know? She shrugged. She did feel bad, but what she did was important, and there'd been no bodies to spare for so long. I understand, honey. He smiled wholesomely, goopy teeth poking out from under his mustache. Come inside. and Get that shit off you, huh? She set her rifle up on a rack that held a few others. A 30-30 lever action, a side-by-side 12-gauge shotgun, and a 22 long rifle small game gun. They were all vintage by this point, and well used. Her surplus Canadian C-783 seemed alien next to them. Hanging her chest rig and day pack on the back of an old rocking chair, she pulled it up to the makeshift table and sat. The old man sat across from her at the small table. The chair creaked under his weight. To the people of the commune, he was known as the radio guy, the voice of the broadcast that he spent most of the day and night sending out on airwaves from his little hut. The guiding narrator that brought most of the commune's survivors to relative safety. No one was sure if he was part of the original party that founded it, or was just always here. He was always helpful and present in the first days, an old nurse and mushroom cultivator. Uncle Ho was what they called him, tending to the healthcare needs of the commune's people and providing much-needed proteins, medicine, and supplements via fungal cultivation. That was all before his mind started leaving him, the early signs of Alzheimer's showing itself when the stress mounted. That was when he'd started referring to Vonda as his daughter. It was awkward, but she learned to welcome it. She missed her father, painfully so, but her relationship with Uncle Ho seemed to fill that void, or at least that need. Ever since he reclused himself to the Grove, she did her best to make regular checkups on him. They're getting out pretty far, Pop. I found this guy almost at the edge of the grove. Vonda held up the puffy mushroom proudly to her surrogate father. He leaned over and held it gingerly. Oh, look! It's Horicia Miranasis. They're growing out far, huh? He chuckled in childlike wonder, turning and inspecting the fungus. 
You know, I always knew this was a good spot to start the farm. Back when we started and I found mushrooms already growing, that's how I knew this was a good spot. Vonda had, of course, already heard this story before, but she let the man ramble. She liked being there to listen to him, to enjoy his lucid moments. He continued to ramble, cooking it on a skillet while filling her head with information about how good the mushroom was for the brain and improved cognitive function. They ate it together off one plate, picking apart its meaty texture with forks and knives. It was a little chewy, but tasted like chicken or lobster. God, I love mushrooms, Ho sighed and leaned back. For a moment, he got serious. I just hope I can pass off everything in here to these apprentices before it turns to mush. These were the hardest moments for Vonda. When Ho was so lucid, he dwelled on the condition slowly sapping his mind from him. She held his hand. Dad, I'm here, okay? I'm not going anywhere. I love you and we'll tackle it together. I promise. Tears were streaming down his face. He breathed slow and sniffed. You're right, baby. Thank you. I love you too. For a few moments, there was silence. They took the time to cherish the moment together. Before Ho spoke awkwardly. Hey, uh, want to see how the new flush is doing? Vonda smiled, wiping her own tears. Yeah, I'd love that. He left the room excitedly, coming back with boxes of different species of mushrooms, dehydrated and ready for consumption. Okay, uh, here we go. Got some lion's mane, some antler reishi, Lot, lots of oysters. Oh, so many oysters. And, ah, here we go. Out of one of the boxes, he started pulling out mason jars full of dehydrated brown caps and white stems. Psilocybe cubensis. Psilocybe cubensis, the magic mushroom, and one of the most vital fungi the commune produced. In 2035, antidepressants and mood stabilizers were in short supply everywhere. However, psychedelics, like the cubensis mushroom, were excellent replacements in small doses. Having a good supply not only kept the commune able to manage the rise of PTSD and depression, but also provided a constantly needed trade good that they were able to barter with. Holy shit! Vonda exclaimed, holding up a jar almost packed to the brim with the life-saving fungus. This is going to keep us going for a while! Old Man Ho smiled meekly. Yeah, we've got plenty, so, uh, when do you have to report in again? Vonda set the jar down. Uh, not until 1500 tomorrow. Why? Ho chuckled and started getting a kettle warmed up on a hot plate. When's the last time you got to take a trip? Please stop ingesting this doom.